This is the Norris Group's Real Estate Investor Radio Show, the award-winning show dedicated to thought leaders shaping the real estate industry and local experts revealing their insider tips to succeed in an ever-changing real estate market. Hosted by author, investor, and hard money lender, Bruce Norris. Hey everybody, it's Aaron Norris with the Norris Group. We are here with somebody else with a really fantastic name, Aaron Mazzarello. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much in common. So much. Do you living on the East Coast for a while? Uh, We've I used both to, done that. Uh, did you live on the East Coast? From, I'm from oh, New oh, York. Duh, yeah, duh. yeah. And did you say Aaron out there? Uh, people said that to me, but I have a very neutral, I think, neutral accent. I don't think I really have that East Coast accent. I don't think you do at yeah. all. I'm a but blend. Like I kind of. I used to introduce <laughs> myself out there, and people would look at me funny. They're like Aaron, like the girl. I'm like, oh, sorry. Aaron, they're like, Aaron. oh, like the Old Testament Bible. I'm all, yeah, apparently. A-I-R-E-N. <laughs> Some people are really hardcore about it. Aaron. Oh, uh, <laughs> New Yorkers have the, well, the East Coast has the best accents. Anyway, Aaron Rosario, <laughs> you are an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, marketer. You come at this from a different angle than some people do. So what's your background? Uh, well, that's a, that's a loaded question. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, I just the high school delinquent and uh, did the military to escape that East Coast vibe. I was stuck in the mountains, Western Massachusetts, and uh, didn't I had no idea what I wanted to do. Zero. I mean, I, I was in high school, like, clueless. So. What, what branch of the military? Navy. Did All six right. Years in the Navy. Six years? Yeah, six Where years. Where were you stationed? Uh, two in San Diego, which is ultimately why I ended up why? in California. I'm, like, in boot camp doing push-ups, looking at palm trees, and I'm just smiling. I'm like, this is the best experience of my life. <laughs> Worst boot camp ever. <laughs> and the planes are flying over every, like, you know, 30 seconds, so they got to stop talking because they can't. So I was just like, this is, I was I was in, man, I was elated. It was so amazing to be there. And that was your first time ever in California? Yeah, it was. For, yeah, I'd been to Florida once on like a, just a short Disneyland trip. but uh, It's not a dry heat. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't care what they say. <laughs> but yeah, I came to California and, and I knew I, while I'm doing push-ups, I said, yeah, I'm going to end up in this state. I love it here. It's so, so amazing. Uh, so then I went to Japan for four years. Then I got out and I stayed in Japan for a year and ended up in the jungles in Thailand trying to just deep militarize myself deprogram really i was like dreadlocks and flip-flops at one point my flip-flop broke yeah i mean it was hardcore i was like wow but i was in the gulf three times and oh okay yeah so it was just like i needed to deprogram i needed to demilitarize myself and uh yeah i was in the jungle i had dreadlocks on my back i had no shoes it was bad wow that's a, that's some indigenous <laughs> yeah, action there bananas and papaya <laughs> <laughs> and hanging out with monkeys it was yeah i was out there <laughs> why did you ever come back uh, I just always, I, at my core, I'm an entrepreneur as a kid. I grew up with Michael J. Fox on family ties and I loved this character, right? Alex, Alex P. Keaton. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was obsessed with that guy. Like I just wanted to do that. I wanted to go out and do big business, you know, and I'm from a small town of just white people, like white mountain people, hillbillies. Right. Right. And I was just like, man, I need to get out of here. I want to go do some cool big stuff. And, uh, that was always in my brain. Like I want to go do stuff. So. I think at one point, my at the time, my girlfriend, but now my wife of like 20 years, uh, we were in Bali, and I just said, you know what? I think I just need to go back to the States and go to college. I just need to do something. I can't just keep doing this. Although I had saved a ton of money when I was in the, even in the Navy. I was, I was, yeah, it's crazy. I left the Navy with like, which, which is not a lot of money today, but this is the early 90s. I had 60 grand saved up and 
very few people leave the military with that kind of money saved. That's up. impressive. Yeah. So uh, it was great because I would go to the bank and there was a lot of Filipino women who were working at the bank and they're always like, hey, like <laughs> they see my account. I was like, all right, now come on. <laughs> Wonderful. Are you people. single? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was I was bartending. I was moonlighting bartending and I got paid. Uh, because it was a government job, I was working for MWR, Morale, Welfare, and Rec. I got paid like seven fifty an hour. This is like ninety two, ninety three, which was good money. Okay. Plus, I got tips. I was bartending, so I never got less than a hundred dollars a day in tips, and I got military pay. And I was a rescue swimmer, so I got hazardous duty pay, right? Dang. And so we'd go to we'd go to the Gulf. I was in the Gulf for a year and a half, and there was no taxes when you're in the Gulf, right? So I lived off of just my tips because it was cash. So all my Navy pay and all my pay from the club, I just banked it. I just kept sticking in the bank, sticking in the bank. Good for you. Wow. And then I came out of California. After college, I used my GI Bill, so I had no student debt. Would you, which, where'd you go to school? Which is an option. If you're thinking yeah. about going to college, you could use the GI Bill and not get all that debt that everybody's so freaking out about. That's really true. Uh, where, where'd you end up going to college? Uh, just a, the, in my hometown, yeah, a crappy little state school. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's called it's MCLA, so if I just kind of like, oh, CLA. <laughs> <laughs> they just assume? They're like, oh, yeah, they're like, you're oh, fancy. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I'm educated. <laughs> what, did you, what did you study? Uh, I was double major, uh, computer science and biology. And I really wanted to get into cybernetics. I know this is crazy stuff. This no. is the early 90s, and I wanted to do cybernetics, which was like creating robot prosthetics, right? I was like obsessed with this. I had no idea. Yeah, so, but at the time, there was only one school for for a master's degree in that field, and it was in London. And I had been to London, and I did not want to go back to London. <laughs> I was uh-huh. just like, so I was like, I think I'm just going to, you know, get out of school and go to California. And we actually, we sold everything in our house. We had yard sales for like three weeks in a row. And then the last day, I was just like, Giving, I'm like, if you buy that, you got to take this. I was just giving things away. And we loaded up what was left in a U-Haul, and we drove across country. It was me, my wife, a dog, and three cats in a car. Oh. And the car broke down in Arizona, <laughs> and we just basically hitchhiked to California. I'm like, the hell with it. Just leave everything. With the animals? Uh, no, th- we had a friend there that we could leave the animals. So we oh. left the animals. <laughs> yeah, we just left it all. <laughs> I'm very visual, so I'm picturing you guys in the backup truck with, like, cats. And yeah, just... we came We came to California in, like, a Ford F-350 work truck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> and I slept. I was homeless. We slept on a dude's living room floor. It was uh, this guy had rented a house in Irvine, a small two-bedroom house, and he was in one bedroom, and there was a dude and his wife and their dog in the other bedroom, and then me and my wife were in the living room on the floor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm an all-in kind of guy, man. <laughs> Apparently. So, I mean, so you get here, and, I mean, no what job. You, no no job. prospects. Didn't really like programming computers. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I could not handle it. Looking at code all day, I know just enough HTML because I grew up, you know, building websites. Sure, and I just yeah. know I hate it. So I could probably still code a website in HTML. <laughs> Everyone's pointing and which laughing. Is not, at them. <laughs> uh, which is not a language if you're a coder. You'd be like, that's not a language. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so they, it, you know, back in the day it worked. But so you, you land in California. So how did you end up in the real estate field? So I got into the guy that the house, the one who was on the lease for the house. He actually had started a construction company. Uh, basically, they were window subcontractors. They were selling windows. And that is a racket. Like, if you think you can make good money in real estate, windows is crazy. We were wholesalers, and I'm doing air quotes. Our markup was, like, no less than 25% Oh, on the wholesale. And the contracts, I was uh, – my primary client was – the Irvine company, Fairfield Development, oh. Wormers Construction. <laughs> they're doing huge apartment projects, right? right? Which isn't even the good money. That was good money, but 
the single family housing tracks, that's where the real money is because you, you do like three, three plans, there's three models. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple different elevations for each model. So you end up with like, maybe there's like 12 different, uh, uh, like spreads of windows. You have it's like, I don't know what it's called. Like there's 12 sets of window models. Right. Okay. And, and they just repeat it hundreds and hundreds of times. So they're like, yeah, we need 52 of those, 12 of those, 10 of those. And you just, so we just ship windows like crazy. And we didn't get into that until the end, but even in the, in the multifamily world, I don't think there was, I was the only sales rep in the company. And I don't think there was ever a time where I was running less than 30 jobs all over the state of California. Wow. And I was getting paid 5%. I got into real estate because I had an income problem. I was, yeah. I, you I needed was, write-offs? Yeah, I, I had no write-offs, <laughs> right? So I'm paying like, I think my estimated quarterly taxes were somewhere around thirty to 40000 every three months. I was sending those checks to the IRS. And I was in my my CPA's office. He's down on Beach Boulevard, and he had a lot of professional athletes that he he represented, right? So I'm in there, and I'm just like so unhappy. He gives me these statements, like, "Yeah, here's your quarterly tax estimates for the next." Year. I'm just like, "This has got to stop. I'm I'm bleeding to death here. This has got to stop." And uh, he's like, "Well, you don't have any write offs." I, I said, "I said I got I, I'm an estimator. I use a ruler, and they never wear out, and a pencil. I mean, how <laughs> many pencils can I buy? Go to Costco and get a pallet? I mean." He's like, well, you know, you leased your truck, so you got that. Uh, oh, great, three hundred fifty dollars a month, right. awesome, right? So I had nothing, no write-offs, and he's just like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, he's like, you get an office. I said, well, what do your other clients do who are in this situation? And he's like, uh, yeah, they invest in real estate. I was like, I'm gonna go buy some real estate. So that's that's how I ended up buying my first rental property. It's actually the house I still live in. Oh, really? Here in Riverside, yeah. And this was supposed to be a short-term thing. I moved to Riverside because I had dogs, and I was living in a townhouse in Irvine. Yeah. And I got tired of taking them for walks. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to open the door and let them out. And the tenants moved out. My <laughs> wife was out of the country. Good call. And when she got back, I'm like, surprise, we don't live in Irvine anymore. We live in... <gasps> but she brought the dogs home, so it's on her. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's unusual. Yeah. All right. So, so, so I've been you... in real estate ever since. Uh, the, the, well, as you know, construction kind of tanked in 2007. And I had already gotten in with the, the, the wholesaler that called earlier when we were on the phone. I, I'd gotten in, I was kind of had moved up on his buyers list to the number one guy because most other people were tapping out, but I didn't know any better. So I just kept buying. I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, the market was, you could still sell a house. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I got caught with a couple of them when the market really crashed. I got, I, and I still have one of those. I think I still have one of them, but, yeah. but harp came out, you know, it was crazy because I, you could call and get a loan over the phone. You just tell them, oh, I make, 300,000 a year. And they'd be like, Oh, okay, we'll give you a loan. I mean, I was doing that over and over again, right? Wells Fargo, all these big companies are just writing loans. You called, you must be alive. Here you go. You must be. (laughs) I I remember meeting one lady at Starbucks and I just went to Starbucks and I signed all the paperwork and they wired like $200,000 in my bank account. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was crazy. So, I mean, it really was the wild west of lending. And I think people today don't understand that when they, you hear a lot of people say, Oh, the crash is coming. The crash is coming. It's like, so I, I think, like, how long have you been in real estate? And they're like, oh, eight years. I'm like, so you don't know. You just think that what happened was normal. Or like, yeah. try to get a loan over the phone and, and meet at Starbucks <laughs> to do the paperwork again. That doesn't exist anymore. Oh, my gosh. And they were, like, 10-year interest only. I mean, you know, it, it was just, it was crazy. So it's, it, it has never returned. I mean, the last refi, a, a year ago that I did, 225 PDF documents, every HOA, every bank statement, every property. I mean. I, I've tried to do multi. I mean, a lot of my friends are doing refis like uh, with like um, credit unions and things like that. And, and I try to go through that process and it's just such a, 
It's a colon, it's a financial colonoscopy, right? It, <laughs> That's it, a great it, way to it. Really put it really is, right? It so is. I have one now, and and I could go that route, or I could call Craig, mm-hmm. which I did. I actually, he called me. I was in the park. He was like, "Hey, Aaron, uh, it was like <laughs> no, I'm actually in your parking lot." He didn't know like, you were oh, going to be not here coming today. in today. I was like, <laughs> "Now that you're telling me everybody's got the flu, I'm kind of glad." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, I say, oh, I'm just going to go through the Norris Group, and I and I, I mean, yeah, I'm throwing a shout out to you guys, but. I love your service. And, and Craig is like, man, it's been so amazing to see how long, you know, you've been in the business and the people that you're associated with, the people that have come up when you and, and what you guys have done. And I was like, dude, I couldn't have did it without you. I mean, well, I had, no, I had access to some HELOCs back then, but as soon as 2008 hit, they, they froze all those. So I would have been out of business, but you guys were there. So it was been phenomenal that you guys, and, and still today, I'm, like I said, I have a, a house in uh, Riverside it appraised for four seventy five. I bought it in two thousand eight for like one forty. It's a duplex downtown, so it's a prime piece of real oh, estate. Oh yeah, I think you're gonna be yeah. so happy. Yeah, and I only owe sixty grand on it now. And Jeez. Craig's like, "How much you want to borrow?" And I was like, "I don't know, two hundred ninety <laughs> grand." He's like, "Sweet, we'll make it happen, right?" So you're gonna wire like you know after I pay off the first, I get like two hundred twenty thousand dollars tax free wired into my crazy? account. I, so. This is my first cycle too as a real estate investor. You know, I go from a, being an actor in New York City. I come back. I never thought I'd work for the Norris Group, so. Um, one of the most challenging times was in 09, uh, just having to raise at the time. It was the, we were, I think we were one of the first lenders that had a long-term program. We are one of the few hard money lenders still around and raising eight year loans at 9.9%. That was so challenging. And uh, I can't imagine how, yeah, it must be. I, I saw, like I was Googling one time and sorry to jump in, but no, no, no. I was, I, I kind of always assumed like, oh, you guys are just lending your own money out. Then Bruce has pockets that just drag a mile behind him on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was online one time and I was Googling like I'm raising money. And it was like a Norris group, TNG. I was like, oh, now I get it. They raised, oh, they're both so yeah. very smart, very smart. That well, and that. you know, a lot of hard money lenders think we're crazy because we don't pull, we don't pull money. Um, and there's some benefit to that, including we can be really flexible. Yeah. So we were the first with a sub 7% interest rate on a, a loan in California too. And then Florida is very different, but we change with the market. Like we're here, I mean, accessory dwelling units, we have a second program, but and that's yeah, only because we dug changed, deep. Yeah, you've changed with the times. And that's what's amazing about you guys is that you're you're always on top of it. You always have a new Trying. program to meet what what's coming. And I think you guys had that before it was even popular amongst investors. You guys are like, hey, we're rolling out the ADU. We're rolling out to build the rent. I mean, it's, let's do it. It's, yeah, it's been amazing. Well, we're having fun. And we're just warning people. I mean, a lot of the investors that we know along the coast that are, we're doing high-end stuff, they've really just got a little bit more conservative, which is great. We're not going anywhere. We're definitely lending. Um, there's a lot of competition in the hard money space. A lot. Uh, there's a lot of Wall Street lenders. My favorite was talking to a Wall Street company that wanted to buy our notes because they were no longer happy buying a Wall Street lenders notes. Wow. <laughs> so what's really interesting is that it's that local that it seems like even Wall Street understands that there's some expertise that you just can't get into without, you know, boots on the ground. So anyway, so you so you started in Riverside in 07. You started buying uh, I think the house that I'm in, I probably bought, it was actually a foreclosure, which was really weird that I bought that, I think in like 2003. Okay. Yeah. It's just a track house. I mean, I'm a simple guy, right? So it's just a three bedroom, two bath track house. Okay. And, and I actually bought it for fun. I didn't buy it. I bought it just cause I wanted depreciation. I, I didn't even rent it out for like six months. I, <laughs> I used it as like, cause I wanted you to losses. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to <laughs> rent loss. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to learn the business. From the ground up, like I wanted to be, and and I wanted to do it because I knew I didn't want to do the work. I wanted to learn it so I could, and I had no, I mean, I'd been on uh, uh, multifamily projects, huge construction sites, 
So I've been out there and had been exposed to all these different trades, but I didn't really understand from the single family point of view, like what it's a different animal, right? So, yeah. uh, so going in and, and just doing a lot of the work myself and going out to the construction sites and, and finding a drywall guy and be like, Hey, you want to come to my house on, on uh Saturday and I'll pay 150 bucks or whatever and come just, you know, help me out and do that. So I, I would just get guys to come out and it, and it helped me to understand what the actual, what, what the work involved was with, cause they say, Oh, drywall, but you don't think about, it. you got to get the drywall from home Depot to your house. They're huge sheets. I mean, there's, right. there's things involved there. Right. And you can put it and, in the back of your civic. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it ends up being like at least half, if not more than your cost of rehab is labor. And the, you send the guys to home Depot. It's the, it's expensive, right? I mean, they're there. They want to be paid for their time. So I, I just wanted to be involved. In, and, and I get now that having gone to Home Depot, which was all the way at Limonite in the 15, five miles back to the house, realizing, oh, I forgot that thing. <laughs> back to Home Depot. Right? Yep. <laughs> you yep. do that a lot when you're rehabbing houses or your contractors do. So you start to figure that stuff out, right? Having mm-hmm. guys that are prepared. And I, I worked on that house every weekend for probably like four or five, six months, I think. I don't remember exactly, but every weekend I was out here in Riverside just with a, I had an awesome set of tools, like Spicoli's dad had an awesome set of tools, thought I could fix. But one of my friends came out, and there was like a, an illegal addition, a garage on the house, and it had these workbenches in there that they'd left behind, and all these brand new tools were all laid out, right? And he's just like, man, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, because I own no tools, and now today my goal is to have, I don't even want to own like a screwdriver to fix eyeglasses. I don't want to, uh, like people ask me, like, oh, you rehab houses? I'm like, I have no calluses. No. Yeah. Like, I just want <laughs> to master the pen. I don't want to pick up a hammer. I don't want to do that. That stuff anymore so that's good to know i i've i learned very early on i think i remember you and i being part of like a group we used to have lunch in our old office and yeah or, or, the or the lunches fall. and I, it, in the bank fall downtown right i got so busy raising money in 09 i didn't, didn't start buying rentals i think till 2010 still and a good time though they it's still, still a good time i'm i'm so happy i yeah. mean real estate i mean I always, I tell people I'm a union actor from New York City. And when I retired, like I, I got my defined benefit statement and I laugh because I'm like, oh good. When I turn 65, I'm going to get $165 a month. <laughs> so I was like, I have some catch up to do. Hey, you could always go back. I mean, they hire elderly people to do that. I, mean, I don't even know. 65 is not even elderly anymore, right? 65 exactly. is like the new. By the time I get to retire, it's going to be like 80. <laughs> yeah, I saw this great meme. It was like 50 in 1980. And it was like one of the golden girls. And 50 today, and it's like Jennifer Lopez on a strip pole swinging around at the Super Bowl, <laughs> exactly. right? I mean, it's a different time. Is it? Oh, my gosh. So. 50 is the new 20, apparently. Yeah, right? It really is. So this is my first full cycle, and I've learned that I really enjoy being a landlord. Flipping stresses me out. I always overspend. Um, and I, I am really worried that the accessory dwelling unit thing is going to cause a shortage of labor, and it's going to it might happen really quickly Are and catch people, people off guard. Are enough people doing it? I don't know. I don't really know that yes, much about it. Yes, there's a lot of... It, well, there's two two people I'm worried about, the flippers doing rehabs and then builders, because the state law basically says that the cities only have 60 days now. So the ADUs are going to take it. priority, right? Um, and then you interview some local builders and they find out like some of their permits are taking like a year. And I'm like, oh, oh man. I have a horrible story about this. I did a Ooh, lot of Riverside, yeah. I did a lot split. In, this is why I'm on social media saying fake housing crisis. I did a lot split in Riverside. It was a, a corner lot. The streets all developed, right? So the main road was, it had houses on it, but the right side was commercial and the left side was all single family. Okay. So my house was on the corner and the street going down was all like probably early 90s track housing. So my backyard, since my house was on the corner, the front door was on the main street, my backyard was an extra long backyard. It was two lots on that side street, right? Of all track housing, right? Can you picture that? Was that town, town Riverside? 
Yeah, in down in, yeah. Now it was over on uh, Mendoza and Margarita. Not yeah, Margarita, Mendoza, Margarita on the corner there. Oh, it's so weird. The um, strong. There was a very similar situation. I was dreaming about splitting. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so the, while I'm buying the house, the, the guy is an old blind guy, and he's telling me, "Yeah, I was going to split this lot and build two houses." And if you've been in the business long enough, you hear lots of stories, right? So you're kind of <laughs> like, "Yeah, right, okay, that's what you're going to do, right?" I mean, why didn't good you? idea? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to rehab and sell it. So he just kept going on and on about it. It's the perfect setbacks, and it's got the depth and the width, and he's just going on. I was just like, maybe there's something to this. So I said, well, you know, I think I'll just swing by uh, the planning department, building department, and, and ask some questions. I think I left like three hours later. They're like, oh, man, this is a perfect project. You need to go talk to utilities. You need to go talk. And, and I spent three hours there meeting at all these different counters, and I walked out of going, I'm going to split these lots and That's build great. two houses. And – this is an infill project, right? Yeah. And everything was perfect. Every, I mean, the lots, they, they had the exact minimum depth, the perfect minimum width. Everything, was uh, the stars completely aligned on this. It took a year and a week to get approval. The <sighs> same weeds were growing on the lot when I bought it, when I finally got the approval to build on an infill property. And they're, they, they're bragging, saying, this is the fastest one we've ever done. I'm probably like burning bridges right now because i'm trying to do other development stuff in the city but it just there's it's not their fault it's and, and it's really a it's a money grab because it cost i think that cost about eighty thousand dollars why i have friends in georgia that will buy a piece of land and break ground within two months right same thing with arizona they'll buy ground and they're like oh we're putting up sticks i'm like what are you talking about it's been 90 days he's like yeah what's the problem I was like, you don't know where I live. And, and oh, that's crazy. In Florida, we're helping the people doing 1031 exchange. It's a very, it's, that's very specific that people it's right for, but it takes two months. And why it's so important is that when you're doing a 1031 exchange, you got 180 yeah, days. So you, you can't deal with those kind of timelines. So California is really hard to do build exchanges. So, um, but I think there's tons of cool opportunity with ADUs and new construction. And it just feels like, well, I might as well jump into it. The the iBuyer stuff, what's interesting, there's going to be a lot of hype about it. Zillow has definitely tipped their toe in. So there's four, and they're all active in the Inland Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the easy ones are going to get harder. I mean, they do beautiful marketing. Um, they're overspending on stuff, very much like we experience at the trustee sales. It's just you've got Wall Street buyers that are there. They're buying for a different reason. Oh, they're and great then, people to wholesale too. Oh yeah, yeah we have can, investors like, at Taylor. You can sell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been I've been complaining at all the data sources. I'm like, your data is going to be off in a year, and they're like, why? I'm like, because I've got wholesalers whole, selling to you guys, and so you've got transactions that are going to show up more than once in the same year, and it's going to screw up the data. Oh. And they're like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, I think the easy ones are going to get harder. But they're as far as I can tell right now, they're not taking really big risks with really ugly rehabs yet. Um, no, they, they don't want houses that have tenants in them. They don't want that. So I, they'll, the, cause I have a lot of rentals, they'll contact me and you know, yeah. and they're very vague. There's like, we're interested in buying your house. They don't generally give you an address. So probably in hopes that you'll call and be like, Oh, well, you know, I'll sell you this one. Uh, but the, like one of my called was Sunday, which horrible name. Like if you're going to come up with a business name, you should come up with something that when you Google it, there's not 10 million results for something else. Open door. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, but so, like I Googled Sunday on the way here just to see it was, like, oh, yeah. you know, there's just ice cream. There's nothing mentioned about buying homes. You should have something a little more like you want to capture the SEO. You need a good name that 
very unique. Yeah, that's unique, like eBay and Google. I mean, these are weird, unique names for a reason, right? Yeah. They're strategic. Mm -hmm. So when you come out with Sunday, and I was, I was talking to them, like I called them, like, well, how did you guys come up with these? Like, oh, I don't know, our CEO just picked it. I was like, what is he like? <laughs> on a sugar high or no, something? No, he's actually, he's been in the business a really long time. No, I know that, but it's just a very <laughs> strange thing to do. I'll have to ask him because I, I don't know why he came up with that name because he was very involved in one of the hard money lenders in the Wall Street space for a long time. I um, thought he was one of the guys like in Redfin or something. Somebody told me he was one of the partners in one of these other companies. Lending home. Lending, okay. Um, uh, maybe he, some of the other people involved. Yeah, I'm not but sure. Yeah, I don't know. I know that they, I haven't shown, I got to find out where how they're buying because they're on my radar, but I haven't seen any closes. Well, they won't do any any tenant occupied. Okay. They will, but you have to get the tenant out and they'll right. advance you like 10 grand and they're like, oh, we'll have like a 60 day closing and they just make it. A little more. I mean, ten, getting tenants out is not that hard. I, I I probably, I think last month I probably evicted five or six people. Like a boss. Yeah, I follow yeah. you on Instagram. Oh, I throw everybody out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore. There's a homeless population because of me. Oh, geez. Don't <laughs> brag about that. That's terrible. Well, I mean, just so, so people well, know. Well, to be fair, I'm evicting people who are not paying rent. Right. No, no, I know. The They make, a, Murrieta was the, the top iBuyer for Riverside County. And I think in December, they only bought four. So when I'm looking at sales at 209 uh, for the month of December from Ivar. I mean, it's a small fraction, but I like the model. I can definitely see why it's going to stick around. And then we have Keller Williams, EXP, and you've got Compass sort of, and Realogy actually all launching their own versions. So I talked to realtors in that space and they all have just sort of been talking about it, but I haven't seen massive rollout of any iBuyer stuff. I, I think the that, that model's interesting. And another model that's starting to, it's starting to take shape. Some little brokerages are doing it, um, whereas you essentially partner with the homeowner mm -hmm. to rehab and flip their house. Compass is doing that. Derek yeah, Harms was on the radio it. show a couple weeks ago There's talking about that. The guy's got billboards all over the IEs. I'm not going to give him a shout-out, but he's doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's And there's a couple others. Uh, there's a team out of Pasadena that's doing it. So there's other people out there doing it. And I've actually I've come up with a, a name and a model, and we were going to do it. Uh, but I've got some other things going on, so I'm holding off on launching it. So I'm okay. always kind of thinking ahead, right? That that's like I have friends in the business that we started at the same time, and their net worth just, I mean, it pales. My, mine is a fraction of what they're at because they've been very focused. Where I've been here more for the entertainment value. I don't really <laughs> care about money. I honestly don't. I mean, if, I'm never afraid to lose money. I don't care. I just I can always gonna go make more. I have no. I don't own anything expensive. I'm just not that. I'm not materialistic, right? So yeah. I just do it for the entertainment, right? I like to see. I think it's just my curiosity. I like to see what I can do. I like to, like, we, I don't care what anybody says. Ryan and I invented the real estate podcast. There was nobody <laughs> out there who had it before us. Really? We no. started in 07. Oh, we were way before that. Oh, did you really? Yeah, we were, Ryan and I were doing uh, the Friday hour free happy noon, whatever it was, conference calls. Oh, every that's Friday right. we did it. I forgot about nobody that. Nobody was doing that stuff, no. right? We were doing it every Friday and nobody. And so people used to say, oh, you should do one of those podcasts. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, what, <laughs> what is that? And they're like, yeah, you can. So I was like, record it and put on. I'm like, all right, so let's record these, Ryan. And we'll put them on, we put them on the website for a dollar. I think we sold like seven or something. Whatever. I don't know, but. Yeah, so I've always been kind of like, and then we did it for two years, and then all these other people, and I was like, eh, I'm over that. Let's do something else. Like, so I always kind of like try to do, you know, stand up forefront. Maybe one day I'll hit the, the big ticket thing. The Norris Group originates and services loans in California and Florida under California DRE license 01219911. 
Florida Mortgage Lender License 1577 and NMLS License 1623669. For more information on hard money lending, go to thenorrisgroup.com and click the hard money tab. For more information on hard money loans and upcoming events with the Norris Group, check out thenorrisgroup.com. For information on passive investing with trust deeds, visit tngtrustdeeds.com.